damn it, how long have we been doing this show? You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 167. It is SummerSlam week, 2018. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, so much to talk about. And so many things we can't talk about. (laughs) Let's start with the unfortunate passing of Jim the Animal Nightheart. I did not realize that he had, apparently, uh, Alzheimer's disease. And I don't think that was public knowledge before his death. But I guess he had a seizure uh, that was a grand mal seizure that was uh, a as a result of the Alzheimer's and fell and passed away. Uh, Anvil was a, an incredible character. I don't, I'm not sure uh, how much um, value I can add to the discussion other than it's really cool to see how universally loved that Natty Neidhart and TJ Wilson are in the wrestling business um, because everyone has uh, sent their condolences to them and just really sad. Yeah, absolutely. You could, you could tell everybody from, you know, the people you would expect, like, you know, Brett and, you know, people that, that worked with him to, as you said, pretty much everybody that's ever met his daughter um, or spent any time with that family uh, was obviously very broken up about it. And uh, there's a lot of, and this is, this is a good thing. Um, I'm, I want to point out before I say this, cause it kind of sounds like a weird backhanded thing to say, but there's a lot of people who were probably quote unquote, bigger stars than Jim Neidhart who didn't get like the video package deal on a raw. And I think again, as just as you said, the fact that they went out of their way to multiple times, they had Ronda Rousey mention it. Um, we can mention that that was a little clumsy the way that she then transitioned into her SummerSlam plug, but they had her mention at the top of the show, they did a video package. And as you said, there's, you know, dozens and dozens of tweets from pretty much everybody that currently works for the company, people that, haven't worked for the company for years like you said anybody that knows uh natalia or or tj wilson reaching out so yeah tremendous character uh, a lot of fun people have pointed out please stop sharing that photo where it's the heart foundation and everybody but brett is in black and white because that makes me very sad every time i see it um but yes, it was uh, it was nice to see the outpouring of support and to know that you know, in in a moment of great tragedy like that, you want to be surrounded by people that really love you and care for you and and care for your family. And it it's very clear that uh, Natalia and TJ are so. Uh, yeah, not not a lot more to add. Best wishes to them. So before we get into breaking down NXT Takeover and SummerSlam, there are some news items from the last a week week and a half that. We should get into ROH and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, it's really New Japan New Japan Pro Wrestling. The Bullet Club sold out Madison Square Garden. That's right. The the Bullet Club Elite specifically sold yes. out. Sold but out. You don't think Tangaloa or the Bone Soldier helped sell out MSG? Uh, I do not. I do not okay. want to do not want to attribute this to bad luck Fale. <laughs> Fair New enough. Japan, New Japan sold out the Garden. Uh, there's 
obviously a lot of excitement in the world of wrestling about this. It's a big deal, but I feel like it's also worth noting it's WrestleMania weekend in the market where WrestleMania is taking place that this sellout occurred. Not to knock it, but not to necessarily... It's impressive even with that qualifier, but I think it's worth mentioning that qualifier. Oh, I agree. I think there were people that wanted this to be... I saw people throwing out the, well, you know, WWE hasn't sold out the Garden in three years, and, and ROH sold it out in their first night in. It's like, okay, well, that's that's kind of an ignorant thing to say if you don't understand the context of it. And, uh, I mean, quite frankly, I'll just ask this. I asked this on Twitter and got some varying responses. Would they have sold it out if WWE didn't publicly try to stop them from getting in there? I feel like they would have just because it's WrestleMania weekend in the market where WrestleMania is taking place. Okay, because that, that was a big surprise for a long-time listener of the show. I agree with you. Because um, <laughs> that was my instinct. It's the first event of that size of its kind, and it's in WrestleMania weekend where there's you know tens of thousands of, of WWE hardcore fans there, and everybody's looking for stuff to do over that weekend. So, yeah, my, but it also becomes a, something of an bigger, even bigger PR win for Ring of Honor because now a company that is owned by... Sinclair Broadcasting gets to pretend they're like an underdog or that they're like the little guy going against WWE. So WWE helped uh, make them something of a martyr. Um, so WWE probably helped ROH's public image, which as we mentioned, if you take out the Bullet Club guys, I mean, all of their stars have been there since like 2010. So it's you know, there, yeah, I think there's, I think what you said much more eloquently than my ramblings that I've just gone on for the last two minutes is, a, is the right take, is the, is the nuanced take, which is that, yes, it's cool. Yes, it's a big PR win for them. It's a cool moment. It'll be a good time for the fans. But also, yes, they would not, it, it's not a clear litmus test for what ROH can do on its own. I mean, clearly, what's their biggest domestic crowd? 2100 2200 something like that yeah i mean new japan's like seven thousand or so i mean mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely so i was gonna say they they, they just had that cow palace show so that's might be a better litmus test for what like your average fan is willing to do to uh where they're willing to spend or travel so yeah if, if it's not wrestlemania weekend so Good for them, but yes, I think qualifying statements to go along with the fact that uh, uh, Madison Square Garden has been sold out. Vince's father's castle, even though, as you pointed out, uh, they don't really run there anymore. They run Barclays there for TV. Like, Barclays is, I think, more of, just because I've never been to a house show at MSG, when I think of WWE in New York, I think of running Barclays. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, they they run TV at Barclays or they run it at the Long Island building. They almost never run it in M They haven't run it at MSG since that network special in like three years ago. So, whatever. Um, one more good news item here before we get into some unpleasantness. Renee Young did commentary on Monday Night Raw. She was pretty good. Yeah, I, I thought she did a fine job. Um, it's not challenging to be better than Jonathan Coachman. Um, but she was, if that's a compliment and yeah, I thought she was, I liked, 
I also liked her dynamic with Graves better. I think you can tell those people are like friends in real life because he wasn't like jumping over every word she said. They had some banter, but they, it, it never felt like that stuff with Coach and Graves or even to an extent with Saxton and Graves that feels a little meaner, I guess. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think we had a, a discussion offline about this, but I think Renee is better suited for probably for play-by-play. And maybe, yeah. maybe someday when Michael Cole doesn't have to be on every broadcast, uh, maybe she'll get that chance again. Um, but, I mean, you can nitpick some things from her performance on Monday, but that is a thankless job, almost impossible job. And she did quite well, so. That's worth celebrating. Agreed. All right. Now some un- <laughs> there was some unpleasantness this week. Mm. Randy Orton is accused of doing bad things with his penis. A lot of that going around. I'm shocked. Are you shocked? I mean, it's isn't it just like exactly on brand for the type of person you and I and everyone else assumed Randy Orton was? Yes. Okay. Just 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 making sure. Yeah, I've I've never thought. I've never looked at Randy Orton or heard him talk and go, yep, that's a good dude. I thought that's kind of like a frat bro who never really had to grow up and has had a much easier road in professional wrestling than most people uh, with his level of success have had. Not that he's not talented or anything, but yeah, he acts like a frat bro. And that, that doesn't excuse it. I'm not saying it's good. It's bad to do bad things with your penis, for the record. Take that broad stance here, but um, yeah, like I'm, I'm not surprised. And if he gets punished for it, he obviously deserves it. So I'm kind of shrugging at this one, but kind of feels like he's Teflon enough, and that story is going to get labeled by enough people as "oh, it's just a prank, bro," that he won't really face any consequences from it. Yes, there are many problems with that story, but we're just going to ignore the Randy Orton bullied one of the, uh, what was her name? Joy Giovanni basically bullied her out of the company and allegedly pooped in her bag. Yes. <laughs> like, like we're going to worry about the, the penis hand and not, <laughs> not about the other. Yeah, thing. No, nobody seems interested in the fact that he bullied someone into quitting a woman as you know, as a father and a daughter, uh, and someone that has a daughter, I'm sure that's how he'll start his apology if that ever comes up. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. He's not a good guy. I've never thought he was a good guy. Most people that get to that level of success in wrestling aren't good guys. Um, if he gets punished for it or he gets negative press or flack for it, uh, he deserves it. I don't, know, I don't really know what else to say. That's fair. And then the latest twist in the... CM Punk Colt Cabana lawsuit drama. This week has been like four years long, I swear. <laughs> it really has. This is we've just scratched the surface and there's still a ton of stuff. <laughs> Colt Cabana is suing CM Punk over the fact that he says that Punk told him he was going to pay all of his legal fees in the Amon lawsuit and then um, went back on his word on that. And has left him on the hook for hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees. So Cabana is suing 
for those legal fees and an additional $1 million on top of it. (sighs) (laughs) Like, there's part of me... Man, everybody wants to make CM Punk a martyr and get caught up in what... And we talked about... We've probably talked about a lot of these points before, but just because of how cool CM Punk's wrestling character was and how unique the connection was that he had with the fans. And because of what we previously knew about him as a person, we thought this is someone worth getting behind. This is someone worth even emulating in some ways because he has this independent rebellious streak that allows him to say what he wants and stand up to authority and still succeed. And for that reason, I think years after he walked out of the company because he was going to be either a number four babyface or a number three heel and he was tired and beat up. People still chant his names, his name at wrestling shows. But I think maybe it's time to look at some of the evidence that maybe this is not a human being that is worth emulating and that his uh, wrestling character should not blind us to the fact that uh, this is just a guy who has done some questionable things and is now being sued by someone that used to be his best friend after they had at least one, probably two falling outs. Um, I, I don't know. Is there is there room for nuance in this discussion? Is it worth saying there are things about him that are um, admirable? And what is this need that we have to connect with our stars on a personal level? Yeah, I think that's the second part of what you said is, is important. I, I mean, the nuance is, look... I'm always going to root for a single person when they are going into a legal battle with a very large corporation. Um, I'm always going to root for the single person or the single people in in some cases. Um, That doesn't mean, but as you pointed out, that doesn't mean just because CM Punk maybe was, you know, legally wronged or was dragged into a defamation suit that really didn't work, you know, that really wasn't worth bringing to court uh, just because he was kind of caught up in this drama, that doesn't mean that. Yeah, it doesn't mean he's a great person. Um, just because he was really talented, I'm I'm just repeating what you said now. Um, what I think there is a very personal level that we want when we are behind a athlete, a wrestler, a singer, anyone famous. When we give that person our fandom, um. There is a desire that we want to know in our hearts that this person, quote-unquote, deserves uh, what they have. Their money, their success, their fame, whatever. And so for a long time, people like you and me, who were really big fans of CM Punk's wrestling character and really enjoyed what he did and maybe what he stood for in his real life in certain ways... And his ability to, to stand up when he felt that there was, you know, things that needed to change and all this stuff. And there's there's that desire that we don't we don't want to, we don't want to see people succeed who don't deserve it, right? Right. 
And so, and I'm not, and again, just to be clear, I'm not saying CM Punk doesn't deserve the success he had in pro wrestling. He was a very good pro wrestler. He was a very good pro wrestling promo. Uh, but he was also maybe not a good guy. What did, I mean, I just said this about Randy Orton uh, three years ago now, um, <laughs> that most people that get to that level of success in any uh, genre of entertainment, but especially, it seems, in pro wrestling, sometimes are not nice guys at the end of the day or aren't, at the very least, they're not perfect guys. And there's a lot of CM Punk's friends who were put him over real big on that DVD who he appears to not be friends with anymore when, the, when WWE did his DVD. So maybe CM Punk is just a guy who burns bridges and scorched earth and he got his wife to quit the company that she spent her entire life trying to work for. And I'm not going to comment on that any further, but I will just say that, yeah, maybe he's not like a super great guy and maybe that's okay because he was still a really good wrestler and he didn't uh, murder anybody. He didn't, uh, you know, do any bad things with his penis that we're aware of. Um, so maybe it's okay that he's just kind of a jerk and, and we can accept that, yes, he was a very good professional wrestler and a really entertaining guys. And we can, we can leave those memories alone, but maybe we don't need to chant his name at wrestling events anymore. How about that? That sounds good to me. All right, let's get into this NXT TakeOver Brooklyn card. I hear the... you're going to be there. <laughs> I am going to be there. Yes, I am. Uh, my first NXT TakeOver, and it's this one. I like this card. Um, it's, it's a deep card. All these TakeOver shows are incredible. I expect this will be also. Um, Velveteen Dream is wrestling EC3. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed some of the vignettes that these two have done. Uh, what do you think about uh, Velveteen Dream and your close personal friend, EC3? Yeah, this is a really, it's been a really entertaining program. I've enjoyed it. Those guys, I mean, they, like the match itself is probably not uh, getting, getting five stars, but it's, I think those are two really entertaining personalities. And sometimes that's all you need. I think, Obviously, work rate or you know pro wrestling in ring prowess means more to this generation of wrestling, even in WWE, than it ever has. But uh, I mean, no doubt this will be this will be entertaining, and I think they're very good. NXT is very good at uh, not highlighting weaknesses in guys, so I think they'll probably put together a very good wrestling match, and it'll be really entertaining. The Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong are wrestling Mustache Mountain, Tyler Beat, and Trent Seven for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Uh, to me, if this were... I like Trent Seven as a character, but I would feel a lot better if, this, if the other British Strong Style guy was in there. Uh, Pete Dunne was in there. But yeah. um, I, I don't know that Roderick Strong is capable of having a bad match. So I expect this will be great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they had great, they've had great matches all over the NXT television on those UK specials. Um, I love the Undisputed Era is basically what the Shield was, where they just have just like awesome tag matches all the time. Uh, so if you're looking for good wrestling inside of WWE, uh, yeah, Ro Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly are having like four four star matches on random TV shows, uh, you know, all over the, all over the place. So undisputed era is really entertaining and 
uh, obviously they had great matches already. I I keep waiting for them to do uh, Dunn versus Cole, like title for title or something. Mm. But they're they they seem to be holding. That's that's not a hashtag scoop necessarily, unless it comes true, in which case it is. Um, but I I feel like because they've had these these six guys going against each other. And I keep waiting for the two singles champions to uh, to have a match, even if it's not, maybe not title for title, but you know, on one of these shows. But they've they've continued to keep them separate, other than in in those six man tags. Adam Cole will defend the NXT North American Championship against Ricochet. I think this has an outside chance, just because it's going to be the third Ciampa Gargano match that I think this is an outside shot at stealing the show and being the best match on the card. Um, What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Again, you combine Adam Cole, whatever you think, there's sort of like, I feel like a sort of, there's murmurs that he's not a great worker because he's not as flashy as certain guys. But as you know, last week on our show, just one week ago, we did our NXT TakeOver retrospective, and we talked about the ladder match that he was in where he won the North American title. And uh, in that match, you know what got the biggest reaction of anything that anybody did in that match? Adam Cole hit two super kicks and did his pose. And the place (laughs) exploded for that guy. That guy is a mega star to the NXT audience, to the hardcore wrestling audience. And Ricochet is, I don't know, one of the four or five most talented, most outstanding professional wrestlers on the planet. So, yeah, I think this, I think this will be real good. And uh, I, I, think you're, I think you're right that it has a chance to be the best. Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane for the NXT Women's Championship title change? Um, I guess we'll see. if It feels like Shayna's kind of had her run in... In uh in NXT now she's been down there for I guess almost a year. maybe not quite a year maybe it's only been like six months but uh it feels like maybe Kyrie should win the belt here and then Shayna should just go up and I kind of feel like both shows I mean I think you probably don't want to do Shayna and Ronda right now but you could put her on SmackDown and have her uh you know be you know a killer up there for a while I don't I mean I don't I don't know I. I don't have a strong inclination for this one. What about you? I feel like we're going to get some horsewomen stuff on WWE television within before the end of the year. And so for that reason, I think that Shayna is headed up soon. I don't okay. know that, but I feel like if, if what Ric Flair said was true and that Ronda is only in for a year, then we got to start getting to some of this horsewoman stuff pretty quick here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I expect, I don't know that Ron is only in for a year. Maybe she's, but I don't think you're necessarily far off. If you were to suggest that I don't think Rhonda is going to be here in three years. Um, so maybe, maybe it's time to start doing some of that stuff. And I mean, the evolution pay-per-view would be a good place for that. I don't, I don't know, but even if that would rob you of your most your most wanted dream match of Sasha and Bailey against Trish and Lita, yes, wow. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't book it, but I would still book. <laughs> I would still book Sasha and Bailey against Trish and Lita. But what do I know? <laughs> um, and then of course the main event of Takeover, Tommaso Ciampa, the NXT champion, 
in a last man standing match will defend that title against Johnny Gargano. Uh, feels like Ciampa just won that title, but it also feels like this is... Um, I mean, how many more times can you do this? Can you do it one more time on television after this? Probably, but I think this is the last takeover where this match happens. So I feel like Gargano has to win the title. Uh, yeah, unless it's going up, like uh, I would, I would think that he's he should win it here. Now I understand they probably had an out because obviously Aleister Black was going to be in this match originally, and he probably would have been the guy to get pinned. Um, yeah. so you probably you would have held off and did this last man standing match probably in uh November or uh or what you know whatever stipulation you would have done you would have done at that show uh you know the last final singles match there but yeah it feels like at this point you know unfortunately it sometimes your timetables need to be changed and i do think that sometimes is a flaw in NXT booking is sometimes i think they miss the peak with guys um, and it's like, I don't think you can do if, in, if Gargano is ever going to win the title, then it has to be, it has to be now. Well, that is Saturday evening on the WWE network. And before we get into SummerSlam, uh, Tanahashi won the G1. Oh yeah. It was, it was, gr- it was great. Yeah. That, that minor note that, uh, yeah, he had, he and Ibushi had one of the you know one of the better wrestling matches you'll see all year. Just after uh, Tanahashi and Okada had one of the best wrestling matches you'll see all year, and uh, you know whatever, just you know bo- blah blah boring. Only you know there was a hundred great matches over the last month, and and you had to stay up to watch them. So at least you were rewarded, right? You had to stay up till yes. six a.m. At least you got good wrestling. Yes, you almost become numb to the amount of good wrestling. <laughs> There's so much good wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how I know how great Tomohiro Ishii is after this G1 it's just like Ishii's matches were still standing out to me as incredible oh yeah when I'm seeing all of this incredible wrestling he stood out among all of that so uh, yeah I'll, I mean I'll say mention Ishii I think that match with Omega is the best match I, I can't say it's athletically better than the Omega Okada match but as a match that I personally enjoyed, I don't think there's been a match I've enjoyed more this year than Omega and Ishii. That's fair. I liked Ishii and Ibushi better. That was insane. Even though it was dangerous. Uh, yeah, I like that one better, but we're nitpicking now. All right, SummerSlam. 13 matches. On the pre-show, the, the effing B team is going to wrestle the Revival. I love that the B team try really hard and the best that they could do on Raw this Monday was like opening match at a house show quality for their three-way with the Revival and Hardy and Wyatt. That was really entertaining watching, seeing guys try so hard and be so mediocre. I was, I was watching that match on Raw with my wife and uh, as the Revival and Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy and Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel were in the wrestling. I said, huh, no one in this match has a good body. (laughs) But this is not a week to comment on cosmetic issues in the wrestling business. Correct. Rusev and Lana are wrestling Almas and Vega on the pre-show also. So let's see here. Uh, 
Sasha Banks zero SummerSlam match. Uh, Zelina Vega and Lana one SummerSlam match. Got it. Okay. Oh, you just mean this year? Okay. <laughs> yes. yes, this year. Yes. Well, I mean, would you want to see them wrestle the Riot Squad for the forty forty third time? No, no, I wouldn't. What you want the wrestling to be good? Is that what you're saying? You want there to be good storylines for your favorite wrestlers? What okay, idiot. Your Majesty. <laughs> what an idiot! Huh? What a jerk asking them to like make good television when they have the most talented roster anybody's ever had under contract. What 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 a loser asking them to like put effort into the show. Who are you? Daniel Bryan's wrestling The Miz. Do you think Daniel Bryan has signed a new contract? Uh. I mean, I, I would believe he hasn't put pen to paper, but uh, much like when they were saying that Punk didn't resign till halfway through Money in the Bank that year, uh, I think he's, I think he's staying. Like, I don't. It's gonna be real funny if he doesn't, because they're building ha- like part of the video game around him now. But uh, yeah, no, I think he's, I think he's probably all but resigned if he hasn't actually put pen to paper. Finn Balor is wrestling is wrestling the constable Baron Corbin who wrestles in a shirt, slacks, and dress shoes. What are we best? Do- what are we doing anymore here? What are we even doing? Like, does Vince think that's like really funny? Like, is that comedy to him? Because this is the second dude he's done this with. I can't figure out the Corbin stuff. He's a bad promo. They give him a ton of promo time every week. He's a bad wrestler. <laughs> they dress him up in an outfit that makes so, it hard to like, wrestle. Maybe the one thing he had going for him was that he moved like an athlete. And now they put him in dress shoes and slacks. And so he moves like demonstrably worse. <laughs> it's incredible. So yeah, he'll probably win. I'm just guessing. Finn should quit, everybody. Just a reminder. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy for the United States Championship. Jeff's banged up, hasn't been wrestling a whole lot on SmackDown of late. I I don't know what's... I don't think the Hardys can hold up to the schedule. It sure seems like Matt is ready to leave any day now. <laughs> and, and Jeff probably shouldn't be on the road by himself. Um, Hardy and Nakamura... He behind the wheel of a car by himself. I don't think he legally can anyway. That's right. He doesn't have a driver's license. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and pick the guy that does have the driver's license, probably to win this match, and that's Nakamura. Safe, safe, solid bet. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I was like, why don't you just let the Hardys go home? <sighs> Cedric Alexander, who had some very problematic tweets surfaced this week wrestling wrestling drew gulak for the uh, cruiserweight championship for that reason i think drew gulak will win the cruiserweight title oh yeah he's uh carmella is wrestling becky lynch and charlotte flair for the smackdown women's championship this thing has been built up to have becky win the title so i assume that she won't (laughs) and then she'll turn heel Probably. <laughs> oh, that's that's what I'm rooting for because I don't think I'm going to get the best result. So I'm hoping I get the funniest. <laughs> and the funniest thing would be to have Becky Lynch turn heel out of this. 
Dolph Ziggler is wrestling Seth Rollins for the 3,000th time. Uh, McIntyre is in Ziggler's corner, and the returning Dean Ambrose, who is absolutely jacked, is going to be in Rollins' corner. What do you think of Dean coming back? I thought I think he took my advice that I've given on this show multiple times, which is if you want to be successful in world wrestling entertainment, you should make yourself look like Triple H. <laughs> it's it's not bad. It's better than when he looked like a skinny Larry Fine. <laughs> I feel like you laugh the hardest at my dumbest jokes sometimes. <laughs> it's... I'm I'm not some intellectual giant over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like the funniest thing, <laughs> funniest thing on earth to me is Will Ferrell running around without a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the bar is not high. Uh, Braun, Sto- Braun Strowman is putting his Money in the Bank contract on the line against Kevin Owens. I believe this is their forty third singles match on television this year. Should, I, I, Kevin Owens should quit. Yeah, no, he should. He's 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 like he's in this weird mankind spot now, where he has to take stupid bumps. But Dad's never going to love you. Your stepdad Vince is never going to love you just because you fall off high things. He doesn't love his real son who does that. He's not going to love you, Kevin. Legend Brothers are wrestling the New Day. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be very good. AJ Styles is wrestling Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship. I just refuse to believe that Vince is going to put the title on someone that he famously once referred to as a fat Samoan. Yeah, I, I don't. On the other hand, you know, it would be really good to get some heat for <laughs> Samoa Joe to insult AJ Styles' family and then just beat him clean. That would really get some heat. <laughs> <laughs> So they've, they've lost their way. Do you, I guess the question is, does Vince love heel wins more than he hates fat people? Ooh. Mm, I don't think so. I mean, he did make Owens his champion for a while. That's true. That's true. Maybe? Yeah, that's a good point. But now look where Owens is. I mean, this is your this is two years later now, but still. Um, Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship. As I mentioned, I don't think Ronda's going to be here for a long, long time. So I think the sooner we get that title on her, the better. And I really don't want to see some kind of screwy finish. And there's just no other way Alexa Bliss can beat Ronda Rousey. Well, actually, she does beat everybody clean in the middle of the ring with her move. So. I am like perversely excited to see Alexa Bliss get the heat on Ronda Rousey in this match. Do you think it's going to happen? And she's going to work chin locks, right? Do you, I was going to say, do you think they do that, or do they go like ninety seconds? I'd go like thirty seconds. I mean, we said this about Nia and Alexa at WrestleMania, and they went like fourteen hours, and and Alexa got the heat on Nia. So yeah, I, I suspect that she will in fact get heat and. Uh, Aunt Mickey and Alicia will be out there and what whoever else and and then yeah, maybe Rhonda will win or maybe Alexa will win with like a punch to the face. <laughs> uh Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns is the main event of this show. I guess the intrigue has been is Paul going to turn on Brock and go with Roman? 
which I think would be a way not to have the crowd crap all over the match. Well, depending on when you do it, though, that's like at the end of the match, and they still would have crapped on it for 15 minutes before that. Can can we just can we just have Paul turn like immediately so the crowd doesn't just throw beach balls and do the wave and chant for CM Punk? Yeah, that probably be the way, but I mean, it feels like there was more intrigue before Paul pepper sprayed Roman on on Monday night that's, and allowed allowed Brock to beat him up. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I just I'm just trying to think of any way that the crowd doesn't ruin this. I mean, you would have to come up with like a real like Vince Russo type explanation, like it was really water, and Paul the letter that Paul gave Roman was like. Pretend this is real, and then Roman let himself get choked out by Lesnar. Like you would have to do like some real like dumb swerve twist thing. Um. So I I I don't know. I mean, you could do it. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if it happened, but it would it would be a little screwy. I think if they if they did that after what they did on Monday. Well, that is SummerSlam. I am attending TakeOver. I am not attending SummerSlam. I'm, Good choice. I'm, I'm coming home after that. Good choice. I am, however, attending a Dolph Ziggler comedy show. Uh, 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 I, I, I'm sorry. Are you, are you in trouble? Do you need? No. Dolph Ziggler's doing this comedy show with Renee and Charlie. And, and Tyler Breeze and friend of the show, Zack Ryder. So. The big five, we call them. Yes. So that is a thing that's, that is happening. And then Saturday is Saturday, Saturday morning. I'm going to go stand in line at a Sasha Bank signing that is not ticketed. So I have to stand in line like a commoner and, and hope that I somehow am able to uh, meet Sasha Banks again. And then Saturday night is takeover. And then uh, Sunday morning, I am on the way home. I am uh, going to meet uh, Trish Stratus and Lita. Oh, all right. That's better. I'm really excited. Good. You know, it's, it's good to have things in your life that you're excited about. <laughs> Do you have things in your life that you're excited about? I mean, big picture or like just like this week? I mean, just this week. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> we got SummerSlam on Sunday. <laughs> we just talked about it. That's just going to suck. Oh, yeah. No, I'm aware. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I will have fun this weekend. Most of my fun. In fact, I would guess mo- almost all of my fun except for TakeOver will not involve pro wrestling. <laughs> well, that's good. All right. I think we talked about everything. Is there anything else we need to talk about? We have covered a lot of ground this week. And, uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, I, I mean, we, covered, we covered all the big stuff, at least. And, I mean, God knows what could break between the time we finish recording and when I edit this thing and put it up. But, uh, fingers crossed, we covered everything. And uh, go ahead and check out the Wrestling With Ideas podcast this week. I did a half hour with Colin on the G1. So plug for our friends at Wrestling With Ideas. They've always supported the show. Absolutely. And I did a guest spot over there. So check that out also. 
all right enjoy takeover enjoy SummerSlam, everyone i am going to uh hopefully meet sasha banks again this weekend and i am definitely meeting her stratus and Lita. so be happy for me until next time i'm ethan <laughs> i'm liam and we'll be back very soon with more stories from the wrestling life goodbye Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. Okay, give me your take on Dave real quick. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I thought you didn't want to talk about it. I don't, but it might make for a good pod. All right. Well don't don't talk for thirty minutes, but All right. Um Dave's almost sixty years old, or he's sixty years old. Yeah. He very clumsily made a point and then made it worse by very clumsily trying to apologize in a way that he thought was the way that a previous generation thought about, Oh, I'm going to hurt this woman's self-esteem. If I don't tell her that she is, if I don't affirm that she is attractive (laughs) in in my apology, the problem being that no one, she didn't really ask if you thought she was hot or not <laughs> yes um i think if you have i think it's totally fine to i think D- dave ma- dave made a mistake um to to not but it is naive to think that looks in this business mean nothing <laughs> obviously look and who I the think, champions are right and, and will I, be for the next 10 years. Right. And I think maybe he was, I, I don't know, trying to, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like the way I took it was he was almost sort of bemoaning the fact that I thought she was prettier before she got boobs or was just as whatever he was trying to say. And it was sort of almost bemoaning the fact, but it's WWE and you have to do what you can. Like whatever, like whatever. Yes, he was very clumsy. I don't have a giant problem with people pointing out that people shouldn't talk like that because if you make mistakes, the only way to correct those mistakes is to have someone 
point them out to you and say, don't do it that way anymore. Right. Um, but just like you sick all of those psycho women's wrestling fans <laughs> on him because he was trying to covertly talk about the fact that she got a boob job. And yes, like we, it's a running gag on our show that talking about women like at all is creepy and specifically talking about their looks is super creepy. Like I get that. And I'm totally, like I'm totally on board with like, if this means that Dave and Brian don't talk about how hot women are on their show anymore. Great. That's awesome. Yes. Stop doing that. Um, But it's like, but he did make another follow-up apology, but it's like, it's like, and then Charlotte and Tyler Breeze and Seth, the Nazi dater, and all of these other people are chiming. And it's like, you imagine if these people were this organized or showed this much solidarity when they went to perform in a country where women aren't allowed to do anything, or maybe if they got together and showed this camaraderie and formed a union so they could get health care, um, or something. Like, I just like, there's, there's a way for this energy and this, com- like, I was. It's good that all of her fellow wrestlers and people that work for the company stood up for her when it, it was perceived that she was being insulted. I absolutely think that's a great thing. I'm just like, we could channel that in a more constructive place, and it would make wrestling and WWE as a whole a better thing. But instead, we're going to shout at the 60-year-old man who clearly has undiagnosed social disorders <laughs> because they didn't diagnose social disorders when he was a kid. <laughs> Right. There's I think it's fine to be offended by what he said. I think yeah. I think it's also fine to try to understand some of those nuances like you just said. And um you know, in the grand scheme of things, Dave is not the problem. <laughs> right. Not, not saying he doesn't contribute to you know, or his mindset isn't outdated in some ways. But as also, I can see the point that he made a poor word choice when he said lighter. He obviously wasn't talking about her weight. He was saying she she moved better and was a better athlete before she had surgical enhancements. Correct. (laughs) Which people don't want to hear. Yeah. But yeah, so it's okay. And you should take issue with what he said you should take issue with clumsy apology but you should also know that dave's not a bad guy and there's a way to do this without dragging him on twitter you know what i mean yeah (laughs) yeah like i said i just i just that energy is like it's really good that everybody's willing to stand up for each other in that company but it seems like it only happens when like an outside source is uh you know the enemy um so i hope one day they learn to especially like the top people in that company learn that if they band together they could probably make some really like decent different changes to the wrestling business and uh, i don't know i'm i'm done let's all right let's move on i have i got uh i got uh my my work van was hit by by another driver today oh lord no (laughs) I was parked. I was in. I was in a uh, park, a uh, Parkville, also known as God's Anus, and <laughs> and I was literally. I was just sitting on the. That was very mean, but I don't care. Um, I was sitting on. I was parked. I was parked on the side of a road. I had just let 
a bunch of the canvassers out of the van <laughs> so that to go up, you know, you go up this street, you go up that way, you guys go, go back that door. way. <laughs> right. It's like, we're just sitting. I'm not, I'm not double parked in the middle of the street. I am right. parked to the side. I don't have a particularly wide van. It's a, it's a passenger van. It's almost more like a bus. So it's very thin. It's like, it's pretty thin. It's a big long box. And huh. this lady just comes like, barreling down the road behind me and just smashes into my side view mirror and it breaks it and now she stopped now my my answer was to immediately scream obscenities right and one of the other managers was with me and calmed me down <laughs> before we went over to talk to the woman um at which point the woman said well i guess this was my fault while we were exchanging insurance information <laughs> and I almost choked her to death. Jeez. I was, I was like, Who, whose fault do you think? <laughs> I assume you passed driving school. Like, I assume you took a driver's test. I'm pretty sure, yes, when a parked car is sitting in a, a place where it's legal to park and you hit it, yeah, that's your fault. <laughs> GGB. Jeez. <laughs> How was your day? Are you okay? It's fine. Right. So I'm house sitting and, and the people I'm house sitting for have a cat and it's like, it's like, I don't spend enough time with cats. One of my friends has a cat, but I don't, I haven't spent a lot of times with cats in my life. And so it's, it's been pretty friendly to me. Like it, you know, it, it rubs on, it rubs on uh, all up on you when it's happy and it purrs and all that. Right. But I was very amused because I've always heard that like cats just don't show affection like other pets do. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I don't know. This, this cat seems pretty affectionate. And so I was petting it, and it, while I was petting it, like mid-pet, it looked me directly in the eyes, picked up its paw, pushed my hand off of it, and jumped off the couch and walked away. <laughs> I was like, okay, now I, now I sort of understand what, what, uh, what people were talking about when they said cats don't really show affections like other pets do. <laughs> it might hate me. <laughs> Please house it all the time. <laughs> it's a pretty good deal. I need more stories like this. Pretty good. It was. It was good. It was good. I was. I was like immediately. I was like, I can tell this on the pod this week. I try to keep on keeping on.